Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And we're back for a brand new episode and this time we are not at home to any possible mistakes. No. Because last time, complete microphone failure. Yes. <laughs> Purchase new microphone time. To be fair, it had lasted a little while. We'd replaced Kay's one before and mine was due to go and I, about six years, you know, so can't complain, can't complain. Can't complain. But rather frustrating to get home after recording a whole show and then to find that I had to use the audio completely from Kay's. So I do apologise. So yes, microphone replaced, everything's fixed and this time we're hoping we have a lovely clean show. Oh, yes. now that sounds wrong. That sounds wrong. That sounds like it was full of bad language. Never, never possibly. But look, I want to take you back in time. It's 1982, it's nine o'clock, and the news has begun. Oh. I wonder who is presenting it. In 82. Nicholas gosh. Witchell, maybe. In 82. Good evening. Welcome to the nine o'clock news with Jan Leeming. It might have been Jan Leeming. When did Trevor, uh, Trevor McDonald was ITV, Stewart. wasn't he? I news think. at 10. Was it Trevor McDonald? Trevor McDonald, ITV News at 10. Yeah. Moira yeah. Stewart? Yes. Moira Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Now, these were the people back in the day when, yes, it was a thing to sit down and watch the news at nine o'clock. Yeah. Because unless you'd bought a paper or unless you'd maybe had on the radio for a specific news bulletin, yeah. that was the only news you were going to get. This was before a time when there was pings of notifications and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, before a time of 24-hour news. And I've, I really do think that the world has changed quite dramatically, specifically in the way that news is put out. And also, I think that changes the mood of the world because the, the world can seem if you watch the news, like a dreadful, dreadful place. Mm. Because it's rare that you see anything positive. So today is all about, just like last episode, what would the world be like if social media disappeared for two weeks? This time, what would the world be like if the news disappeared, mm. either for two weeks or forever? Yeah. <laughs> so let's get out on our lovely walk. This time, first time ever in the history of the radio show, I have coffee in hand. He's got some coffee. I'm using a lovely mug bought for me by my lovely wife, yeah. Kay. That's me. <laughs> the co-presenter of the show. That is I. <laughs> it's a Frank Green mug. Yeah, it's, it's a metal insulated coffee mug thing. It doesn't have a handle. No. But you, I mean, you found it really useful, haven't you? For it's great. Out and about. Yeah. I mean, I, I predominantly use it when we go for a little walk. Yeah. Because I know that some people don't like... I mean, it's tricky. I don't like seeing... <laughs> I mean, sometimes needs must. Yeah. But, you know, for an awful lot of people, I think it's specifically younger people, it's like a it's, fashion accessory. It is a fashion accessory handbag, to have a coster handbag on in arm, your hand. Coster in hand. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Not up to ear. Not to your ear. What is that all about? Talking Why into phone. Why don't people talk, talking, like, hold phones to their ears anymore? I completely I'd... blame The Apprentice. I don't... Well, yeah, I think they were the first ones, weren't they? I think they? that's what started it. I don't get it at all. Well, I, I think people think now. I think it's become fashionable. Oh, look at me, I'm cool. Yeah, I think it's fashion. And, but then also as well, you know, I understand maybe if you've got... If, 
if you're going out or you're out and you've got your hair all done and your makeup's all done yeah. and you don't want to mess it up with a phone and things, but it's, you know, like people out walking their dogs yeah. and you can hear their phone conversation. You can, you can hear both thing, sides of their conversation. They're always talking louder, aren't they? They are, because you have to talk louder to shout into the phone because it's not up to your ear. Oh, it does make modern me world bemuses me. So yes, I'm, I'm not trying to look like one of those cool Costa people. No, you're not. You just wanted a coffee. I've just got my Frank Green mug. And yes, it's got a very nice attempt at a flat white. And it is an attempt, to be honest. Mm. Oh, that's windier than I thought. It's cold today. That's highly frustrating. It's really strange because the past couple of days have been quite mild. Yeah, it has, but and then today, it's all turning, it's really it? dropped. I think yeah. it's only a maximum of about eight or nine today. It was Storm Otto, wasn't it? Otto. That's what they called it. Yeah, the, that last one that hit Scotland. Yeah. Storm Otto. And we did get it a little bit. What we caught the back end of. Yeah. You won't have been in the woods since that storm. No. The right-hand side, you know when you walk in yeah, and you can either yeah. turn left or go straight down yeah, on the right? Yeah. One tree, has fought, it's completely blocked. Gosh. So you've got to walk up on that sort of little right. path to the right. That's the woods where long-term listeners of the radio show will remember. We recorded in there a couple of times until Kate fell over. Gosh, I did fall over, didn't I? <laughs> that was really bad. I slipped and fell on my rear end, sort of bottom of my back rear end. I was all right, amazingly. Plenty of padding, obviously, was the thing. She pulled me down with her too. I did, I did. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't fare too badly. Because yes. grabbing onto you sort of slowed my fall. <laughs> well, yeah. I, think you, I think I don't... You see, to say that you pulled me down, that sounds like you were on the way down and you grabbed hold of me and thought, you're coming with me. Well, it have been no, holding no. hands anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... It was just the nature of the beast. But yeah, the woods, they've really copped it actually the last sort of 12 yeah. months because we got that really bad wind, didn't we? We did. I think it was November before last, it actually. It was, so it's a while ago now. And loads came down. They did. And I can't actually remember prior to that. And some massive ones came down in the park oh, as well. That was Ginormous bad. trees that were just probably so a couple sad. of hundred years old. They must have been. They were absolutely, as old as the park then. Yeah. Absolutely enormous trees came down. Such a shame. Yeah. I bet that was in the news. Maybe it was. <laughs> it would have been. Wind. It would have been on the Darlington news. Oh, about the the wind. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah because it's dramatic and. Yes. Uh, you know, deadly and all of those things that seem to attract news stories. So, I think the the, the first sort of question to go at with this whole news thing is, when did it change? Because. I think that the challenge we've got at the moment is, I think we sort of bridged that gap between old news and new news. Yeah. Do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of uh, old bank and new bank. Yeah. Because the old bank, this is banking in the UK. Yes. Old banking was all about customer care, looking after people, yeah. knowing yeah. your customers, yeah. making decisions off the back of actually understanding who they were. Yes. Rather than computer says no. Yeah. New Bank was all about, you know, type everything into the computer and the yeah. computer will tell you if the mortgage That's goes right. through. Or, That's right. And the, the, the news, it seemed to... I mean, thinking back, I don't recall there ever being... But I could be wrong here. I don't recall there ever being, like, news at 10 or 9 o'clock news, there being lots of positive stories. 
gosh, it's that long since I've watched the news, but it was usually, I mean, the headlines were usually sort of like something political that was yeah. going on or global a, a war. If there was a war going on, yeah. that was always top of the news. Yeah. Um, there was, you, you, I mean, good news stories tended to be really low down, didn't yeah. they, if at all? Yeah. I think, though, because it was on at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. I think that you could dip in. Yeah. Understand what was going on. Yeah. And then get on with your, get your on evening. With, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, 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 the problem now is, and perhaps this is the, the key, this is the moment when it changed. Or, I don't know, I'm asking the question, is it when it went 24-hour? I would guess so. Because they need to fill it, don't they? Yeah. You need to fill that every second, every waking second yeah. with some bit of news. So, you know, they go hunting for things that will make people click. And, and they I... also churn the same stories, don't they? Yeah. So, like, an hour or an hour or two later, you'll get the same headline the same again. Headline, so it's like you're but being... just written in a slightly different way. You're being battered with it. Yeah. So it feels like yeah. it's all-encompassing. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of people that have the news channel on all day. All day. My mum used to do that, she, just for company, because mum lives on her own, yeah, she's on her own now. And just for company, she'd have the news on in the background, like Sky News or something. And every time I ring her, she's like, oh, have you seen this on the news? Have you seen this on the news? And it was always something tragic and sad and terrible. Now, you made reference there in what you said a moment ago to another key moment where things changed. You said the headlines were always attention grabbing to make people click. Yeah. And that's the other key moment, isn't it, where things changed? Yeah. And I think this is what's driven the main problem with the news now. And that's, the, it, well, it's the internet. Yes. Now, it's wrong to sort of blame the internet out and out because the existence of the internet is not what's ruined the news, it's the way that we're using it. Yeah. Because just like you said, well, the internet has made it now, so people don't buy newspapers anymore, do no, they? No, no, they don't. Because you can just go... I think go it's just sort of older generation, isn't it, that buy newspapers? It's really sad, I think, mm. because I think that is what's driving... Because in the old days, you're buying the newspaper and the advertising... Yeah is going to be seen by everyone who buys the newspaper yeah. and reads the whole newspaper. Yeah. Whereas now, that's all changed because people dip into the articles that they specifically choose yeah. rather than reading a whole thing. Mm. So it's much more... Well, the articles generate revenue off people clicking yeah. On a particular headline. That's right. And if that doesn't happen, then they don't get paid. Mm. So it does create a very different sort of vibe, I think. Mm, mm. It creates a vibe where the businesses are having to get clicks. Yeah. Because if they don't get clicks, they're not going to make enough money to, to operate. That's right. And I think it's a sort of known fact in humans that it's a, a sort of natural instinct in, in you to be, you know, if you see a sort of... Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, but if you see a headline that's something dramatic, for example, you know, there's been earthquakes in Turkey recently and that's been a headline. 
and I, th I think you are more inclined to click on that than if you saw a story like a good news story. And uh, do you know what? I do understand why, because people want to get knowledge about things that they're fearful of. Yeah. And so, because you think if I've got knowledge of it, it I'm not going to be quite so afraid of it. So I do sort of understand why, yeah. but then also... But, yeah, I mean, things, for example, like the earthquakes that have just gone on in, I think it was Syria and Turkey, and yeah. I think they're still sort of rumbling on. Awful, absolutely horrendous. You know, lots and lots of people have lost their lives and homes and just dreadful. But you've got, I guess you've got to think to yourself, and it might seem harsh, but you've got to think to yourself, you know, if you know someone, obviously, that's in that area, then obviously you're going to be interested in it. You're going to want to make sure that loved ones are okay. But if you've got, like, no personal connection to it, and you know that by reading that story, it's going to be on your mind and it's going to be bothering you and you're going to be worrying. You've really got to think about whether it's healthy. You are getting onto a, a wider, a much bigger and yeah. worrying wider problem. Because it, it, coming back to what we said at the start, 80s, news at 10, nine o'clock news, you, you see that news, it goes in yeah. and to an extent goes out, but you're aware of it. Yeah today's news you see that news everywhere you look because okay you've seen it on the news yeah then you might see it on Facebook yeah then you might see it on Twitter and everywhere you look then you might look at the news again later on and you see it again yeah so you're being utterly bombarded with something which and it, it, it could be any number of different subjects that is horrific and tragic but doesn't affect you in the slightest no and so the question is how many of us spend a large proportion of our day worrying about things yeah. which will never affect us? Which don't affect us. I think that number yeah. would be scarily high. And you know, when it was just newspapers and then the nine o'clock news, for example, it might even be that, that news from another country might not have even made it onto the news. Well, Unless it, it, you know, I'm sure the earthquake situation would have. I'm absolutely telling you. I mean, I don't know this for a fact because I can't go back in the time machine and I've not grabbed papers from the 80s and read them, but I'm, I'm totally convinced that the way that the news is reported has changed now. Yeah. And it's changed because people understand that more people will click on salacious and scary stories. Yeah. And so, so things are written yeah. in a more, in a way that's, and I understand that, you know, the, the news organisation needs to make the money so it exists, but should there be some sort of, regu regulation is the wrong word, well, the, the there should is, be a duty um, of care yeah, I mean, so the, that the, the stories that you're putting out it should be balanced. There is a body, isn't there, that, that regulates these things. I don't believe, and, though, that any news outlet that I've seen in the last 10 years has been balanced. No. It's very weighted. It is very weighted. Towards depressing and also, salacious is the best word, you know, yeah. every story that you read. Because, again, you know, people... And, and this is... I don't like this, really. But people do love to read a bit of gossip, don't they? Yes. And that is awfully sad, 
you know, there's been a terrible case in this country here of a, a, just a terrible Awful. missing woman and yeah. you know, subsequently been found. And now it's transpired that the, the poor family that yeah. this is involved yeah. have been misreported, it seems, pretty categorically yeah. by two of the most major news outlets yeah. in the UK. Yeah, and they've made a formal complaint and it's been investigated. But whilst this mm. has been going on, we've regularly been saying, first of all, this should not be in the news. No. And secondly, how are they and why are they reporting stories like this? It's just so terrible. It's, it's all that's been on the news for the past three weeks, you know, a terrible case, you know, and they have just recently found her and unfortunately it looks like she took her own life. And it just took a while to find her. Um, she went into a river, but huge, it, it huge amounts. Of... She's got two very young yeah. children, you know, and no one's they given. were the police released really personal yeah. mental health information about this woman. Yeah. And I just, oh, I mean, obviously they must have had their reasons. Yeah. But maybe those reasons were motivated by what the media were reporting. Yeah. It's and like I, this beast, isn't it? It's just so it? terrible. And it's like this beast that yeah. people feed. And in the meantime, this poor family are now having to deal with the loss of this this woman and dealing with you know everything that's encompassed around that. So this then gets us to the sort of nub of the of the episode, and that is what would happen if the news just disappeared for two weeks? Yeah. But, I mean. I, what, what bad things would happen? Well, I mean, it's difficult to sort of identify what bad things. I think people, I think people will, will find out news that's relevant to them. Yeah. Because I, I used to listen to a podcast. Um, it was called, I think it's called the Anxiety Podcast. And it was this man and... He was English, but he lives in Canada, I think. If you and actually look back in our episodes and you look for the episode that we did on anxiety, you'll hear Kay talk yeah. at length about this show. Yeah, and one time he spoke about the news and why he doesn't watch news yeah. or listen to news or consume news in any way. Yeah. And it was for all the reasons we spoke about, yeah. that it took up his mental space. Yeah. He was thinking about things that didn't impact him personally, yeah. but had an effect on his mental health. Yeah. He was worrying and stressing about things. So what he actually said was he knows that if something happened that he needed to know about, then someone would tell him. Yeah. A friend, a, mem a family member. Yeah you know, whoever, but someone would tell him if there was something that was particularly relevant to him. Yeah. And that just really struck a chord with me about the news. Yeah. And I have gone through times within the last few years where I haven't looked at anything, you know, yeah. and it does, I felt a million times better, it's got to be said. And yeah. I think that would be the, I think that would be the sort of instant reaction from it that I think people would just I just think they would feel a bit better I think if they didn't have the weight of the world on their shoulders I think that what you would see as well is a bit like with the impact of social media disappearing I think because like you've just said they wouldn't have the weight of the world on their shoulders they'd be sort of a bit more aware of what was actually going on locally to yeah. them and it potentially would appreciate where they are 
and what they were doing yeah. a bit more than, like you're saying, you know, when you've got something on your mind, it doesn't matter what you do, it's always there. Yeah. And, and it, it interrupts your day, doesn't it? Your working yeah. day, your home life, your whatever you're doing, you might find it really difficult to focus. Now, the, the, the downside to the news completely disappearing is there are some vital sort of roles I think that the news plays. For example, like the war in the Ukraine. Yeah. But by that getting news footage, that has generated political pressure. Yeah. And at times there's stories across the world which need that attention bringing to them. Yeah. Because, you know, if the public start to have an opinion on something, then that then creates political pressure which can then you know create positive yeah. changes which is really important but there's also a massive negative as well and that is obviously this terrible war is going on in Ukraine but there is also a terrible war going on in Ethiopia and where millions of people have been displaced right thousands and thousands of people have died and it's not getting any news footage and it, it, this is the other big problem, I think, with the news, and that is they get obsessed with one story. Yeah. And I think that, you know, comes back to that poor lady yeah. in, in the river. They get totally obsessed with one story, and so... And because, I think, because they're, they're constantly reporting on it, yeah. it's like they've got to create something interesting yeah. for someone to read that clicked on it three hours ago and is now clicking on it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you really do hit the nail on the head there with some of the terrible things. It's a few years ago now, wasn't it, where they were bugging, news, news outlets were bugging people's yeah, phones. And, yeah, it was a whole thing, wasn't there? And, I mean, it was really, really bad. Yeah. And, it, it, again, this, it brings me back to, I, I, I tell you the moment, for me, and I'm sure, I bet you, you could probably guess the moment when I properly disconnected with the news. Um, Covid maybe? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. Because it was like... It was completely 24-hour. Well, it was 24-hour and it was just a total embarrassment what was going on. You know, I've mentioned a few times the whole toilet roll thing. Yeah. Something that was a local issue in a region in Australia became a global problem. Yeah. Because all the news outlets copped onto it. Yeah. And this is the... This is the, the moment where you start to think, hold on a minute, surely they realise the power that they've got. I'm telling you they do. Of course do. they do. And you, they you, you just start to think, is no one stopping and thinking, just because I can report this? Doesn't mean you should. Yes. And Absolutely. And I, I do question the morals of oh, these people yeah. that are making these decisions yeah. to, you know, report, and you know, especially during COVID. Yeah. You know, I, I ended up down several sort of like wormholes yeah. with COVID, clicking on this and clicking on that and clicking on this. Yeah. You know, different news reports and different yeah. conspiracy theories and yeah. all of this and yeah. the dangers and don't do this and oh my goodness, you're all going to die. Yeah. Um, until I just got into such a state that I had to just stop looking. Do you know what, what the, the, the really funny thing is though, with the whole COVID thing is I've heard on so many 
Exactly, it's podcasts. I listen to a whole range of podcasts, lots of different subjects. Um, and I recall every person who I heard talking about it on, on podcasts saying that they'd never been happier because they were getting to spend yeah. so much quality time at home. Yeah. They were seeing their kids every day. And it was making people make life choices yeah. which they never would have made had no. it not been for covid yeah so why was it that from the from the public yeah you're hearing one thing and from the news outlets you're hearing something completely different yeah it's like you know if ever there was a moment when we shouldn't be stirring up the pot we should be trying to keep people you know moving forward and feeling positive yeah and i did not get that at all no. And I had to completely disconnect from yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Because it was, I could, I could feel it pulling me down. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's like, you know, you said, so right. You feel like there's just this massive weight. Yeah. That always makes me think of, I don't know why. I mean, it's funny actually, because we're currently in a important sort of time with our daughter Bryony and her studying for her A-levels. And we've been talking about different ways of, you know, helping the information go in. Yeah. And you said about how powerful images are. Yeah. For, you know, getting information to stay yes. in your head. And yes. what, what was the thing that you, you remembered something really interesting and cool? Because you... Um, it's like word association and image association right. with things. Right. So, for example... Um, if you're trying to remember names and dates and things like this. The example I gave Bryony was I was watching a programme. It was a Guy Martin programme. Brilliant. I love Guy Martin. (laughs) He's so cool. What a job. Oh, I love him so much. Shall I get everyone? He can do anything. That man can do anything. Anyway, I was watching a recent one about power and because of the situation with energy prices, he decided to investigate it, you know, and he was referencing a person who discovered, he was one of the first people to discover electricity, I think. I can't remember exactly what he said about him. Right. And he got quite a long name, it was double-barreled, and I thought, do you know what, I'm gonna try and remember that name. Yeah. I never would have remembered it. Yeah. And what I did, his name, is James Bowman Lindsay. Right. And that shows you, I can still remember it you're a week. Forget, you're never I'm gonna never going to forget it. <laughs> and how I did that was you break it down. Right. So, and then you associate it with, in my case, I'm currently reading a book and one of the main characters is called James. Right. And he's a farmer. So I just imagined this man is a farmer. Yeah. And that just triggered James. Right. right. Bryony's boyfriend does archery. Yeah. So I thought about him because he's a bow, bow man. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's got yeah. a bow to yeah. do archery. Yeah. And then the last one, Lindsay, there's a character on Angel, which is a spin-off of Buffy, yeah. is a lawyer, and his right. name is Lindsay. Amazing. So I just thought of those three things yeah. in my head, and then I instantly knew that that, that man's name. Right. And you can do it with anything, you know? if. You were learning about drugs in medicine and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I just mentioned this to her and explained yeah. how she could use that system. Sort it's of, brilliant, um, really, because association. what it's doing is personalising your learning. Yeah. And that is just genius. I love it. And the brain just remembers images yeah. much easier than it remembers a bunch of words. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the, the image that comes into my head when I think of how I was feeling specifically around that COVID time and, you know, where you just couldn't think about anything yeah. else is it's in Despicable Me where he goes to the bank and oh, yeah. the, there's, he's, yeah. walk, he's walking in and the, there's a little statue and there's a guy getting a loan. Yes. And then there's another statue and he's like carrying the weight of the loan. Yeah. And then the next one, and he's slowly being squashed by the weight yeah. of this loan. Yeah. And whenever I think of like being really weighted down by things, I always think of that. Yeah. And it is, it's images. It is. Yeah. Goodness me. How many times? <laughs> We've been run past by yeah. the same people <laughs> about three they times. Must, they must be doing laps of the park. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah because they got very close both times. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the news disappearing, in one sense, is gonna help people an awful lot mm -hmm. because it is gonna make you feel a whole lot better. But then the, the other sense that I just can't stop sort of focusing on a little bit is the, the, the need at time. I mean, you know, other things through history that, but then, <laughs> It's, I was, I was going to say about the whole Bob Geldof thing and Live Aid. Yeah, and obviously a lot of good over the years has come from reporting world news. But and I'm not disputing that at all. I think what concerns me, though, is a bit like this whole Ukraine-Ethiopia thing at the moment, yeah. where the, the Ethiopia situation is just not being covered. Yeah. And how many times... Has that happened through the course of history? Yeah, yeah. How many times are stories obsessed on and stories which could and should if there was a balanced mm, mm. coverage of the news? Mm. So I just, I can't... I, I do worry that... Um, I think that if certain world news wasn't there, you sort of think about... You think back to World War One, yeah. and would things have been different had there been more sort of public awareness of yeah and i can't help but think it was that just newspapers and the radio wasn't it back and then? things were also reported in a very very mm. sort of lots of I, propaganda i'm a great believer in you see, i think another thing that's changed in the news is now whenever i seem to read the news it's not actually the news, it's an opinion piece. Mm. It's someone giving you news and then giving their opinion on yeah. it. And surely you should be reading the news and then making your own opinion on it, mm. not mm. being led mm. by other people. Because mm. we are easily led, you know, some people more so than others, I would say. Well, what is so sort of... Oh, the birdies. <laughs> Hello, birdies. <laughs> Did you hear that one? I think what is so sort of uh, sad is, certainly on the more political side of things, how, you know, I'm just thinking of Spirited yeah. and the job that the lady does in that. Yeah. Um, Op-ed, is that what it was called? Yes, opposition. What was it? It's, it's people. It's like investigating the opposition and digging up dirt. Yeah, people looking for bad stuff. Yeah. And of course, that is how all political arguments yeah. are sort of fought and won and lost. And it just, to me, makes it feel also 
sort of dirty and I don't know what. It's, yeah, I mean, politics has been like that, I would say, since time immemorial, hasn't it? But it's the difference is that people probably didn't know what was going on. And maybe it wasn't like that because they'd got no outlet. Yeah. I think, you know, that gets to the sort of nub of being human and there's going to be some dodgy characters yeah. and there's going to be some not dodgy characters. And that's just the way of the world. And yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want to be voting for dodgy characters. No. And so then it does lead you to, well, perhaps... <laughs> It's just the way it's done, though, isn't it? You know, leaked then to, to newspapers and newspapers then print stories yeah. and then people have to resign. And So we need to try and find a solution. How can we... Well... I think we just need to go back to the 80s. I mean, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because you can't reverse everything that's happened. History is history and, and that's it, isn't it? You've got to live with the stage of technology and everything that we're at now. Perhaps a start but, then is to get rid of 24-hour news channels. Yeah, I would definitely do that. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the media being the news once or twice a day yeah. and newspapers. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? The problem is, uh, so th th this gets us to the next thing, and it it's how we deal with... You see, the internet is stupendous in so many ways, but the internet has made us all think that we can get everything for free. Yeah. And that's just not the way the world works. No. You know, journalists need to earn money, and journalists should be inspired to earn money working in a way that doesn't make you, like you yeah. said earlier on, question their morals. Yeah. And so how could it be structured? I think definitely a huge problem must be the fact that they're only making money off articles that people click on. Mm. Because I don't think we're ever going to be able to stop human beings clicking on bad news stories. No. It really does... It creates such a dilemma because the... The whole problem with social media we sort of came to was not the existence of the social media, but the way that mm, people use it. Mm. And it seems to me that it's the problem here, the internet. It probably is. You know, at the end of the day, we've all got the right to choose whether we consume in, you know, news and information and how we consume it. We've all got that choice. So can you imagine if we all suddenly decided that we weren't going to consume news via the internet. I mean, that we were all going to go out and buy papers. We were all going to go out and just buy a paper. When we wanted news. Or watch the news at nine o'clock on the TV or on the radio. This is it, Kate. And not consume it. It's a groundswell. Then they'd have to change it, wouldn't they? Yes. They'd have to. But of this course is what that we need. will never happen, sadly. Well, well, you say that, but then it won't ever happen if you have that attitude. I guess you've just got to do it, haven't you? If you feel that way, you might not feel that way. But if you do feel that way, then you've just got to change what you do. I mean, it, 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 it is a... <laughs> it's such a salient point because we could be talking to ourselves here as well, couldn't we? Yeah. 
Right, okay. No more Googling stuff. No. It's Google's fault. Well, that's just part and parcel of the internet, I suppose, yes. isn't it? I mean, that is definitely the answer. The answer is you lead by example rather than... Because it's all right, you know, us standing here and saying... Yeah this, that and the other, but actually the way to change anything, the way to, because at the end of the day, it is just all about people trying to earn a living. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you can't, in the first instance, you can't criticize someone for, for trying to, I bet you there's loads of journalists out there that are massively frustrated. Yeah. That they're forced to cover stories in a particular way. Mm. And that they would, you know, very much love to be able to, go back to the old ways because mm. there did used to be some sort of tremendous things over the years you've got to sort of love people like Louis Theroux because yeah. he I mean he is like a journalist really because he does he is a journalist he, yeah. well he is isn't he he's going after stories and they're always like really interesting stories. They are, and very controversial and yeah. um, sometimes a bit dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the way he sort of goes about his business as well is so tremendously clever because he gets people talking that you would never ever. Yeah. So our solution then is if we want to change the way the news works, we need to change the way that we take it in. And yeah. I think it's a wider, it's a wider important point that I think all of us shouldn't expect mm. to just be able to go on the internet and get everything for free. Mm. And I think the other thing is everyone seems to believe what they read. Oh, crumbs. That, that absolutely is terrifying. You know, you've got to realise that a lot of this news that's been reported is not necessarily the true story. Well, you know, with that, with that lady that we mentioned who went missing, so many, you know, news reports saying, oh, you know, did her partner do something? And, you know, all of these kinds of things, you know, incredibly damaging things with no evidence whatsoever. Yeah without a thought about the consequences to these people. It must make it really hard to sort of be actually the person trying to solve the crime. Oh, very hard, you know. I think the, the police and their reaction to it, like I said before, is, is a lot of time dictated by the media. You yeah. know, they've got to say things because the media are putting out this story. Yeah. So they would say something that they wouldn't normally say. No. And as well, I suppose, that you're always having to think, how's this going to play in the media if yeah. I do this, that or the other? And the, the, the same thing for me as well comes back to the whole, the whole politics thing. For me, I've always thought that politicians should make the right decisions for their countries, mm. however it's going to play in the media. And I think that great leaders do tend to do that. They do what's right for their countries. They don't do what's going to play well in yeah, the opinion polls. Yeah. So, if the news disappeared for two weeks, people would feel an awful lot better. Yeah. They'd have much I less of a weight so. on their shoulders. Yeah. But perhaps some broader 
international news stories that need coverage wouldn't really get highlighting. Mm -hmm. And so the answer is, you know, as Kay said, we probably just have to deal with the way it is now. But, you know, if enough of us... It would be so great to secure the future of newspapers mm. and secure the future of great journalism and, and good mm -hmm, reporting. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest, I think it's dead. <laughs> yeah, it feels that way yeah. these days. But, you know, every cloud has a silver lining and, you know, you just have to hope that it gets to a point where it sort of turns a corner and starts coming back the other yeah, way. Yeah, Because what you said was right. It has always been like this because, you know, just thinking back to... Julius Caesar and how he operated. He was very much a populist leader and he used to write down everything that he did from his own slant yeah. and then send it back to Rome to be read out right. in the forum. And that's why it's so difficult to work out quite w what was going on. I mean, mm. he, he clearly was a great leader and very good at what he did, but he was slanting everything his way, mm. as you would. That's why they say, don't they, that history is always written by the people who won. Mm. And that doesn't mean that they were the right person. No. So we've made it. Back home. We're walking up a pathway that has a line on it that I have to fight myself desperately to not walk along. I don't even know why it's there, really. It's one of these big raised white lines up the middle of a path. One, it, one side of the path is black and the other side is red. No idea why it's like that. Uh, one side is for bikes, one side's for people. Yeah, that doesn't work. So oh, yeah, you're right. I would be willing to bet. The red is for bikes. <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet that that's sort of in the law or something. Yeah, you're probably right. It's got to be separated. Nobody pays any heed to it, though, I've got to say. So, yes, we've made it. And now I'm at that point where I'm starting to wonder what are these audio files going to sound like when I put them onto Fingers my computer? <laughs> Fingers crossed they sound perfect. So folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever yes. you're doing. Don't look at too much bad news. No. Maybe go out and buy a paper. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you next time for another Bakery Bears radio see you show. See Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.